Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You ready, Jay? I'm ready, Tim. You ready, Phil? Ready, Tim. Should we start podding in 2016? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Egg Jason's Rugby Podcast. Hands in. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. A very, very happy new year from me, Tim, from Phil and JB. We are the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, a podcast that doesn't take ourselves or the game of rugby too seriously. We just love rugby, and that's what we're going to do again today on the podcast. Uh, firstly, can I just apologise for the tardiness of today's podcast? It comes. We normally like to make sure it's out for a Monday morning commute, and this Monday morning, is this the one they call Blue Monday? I don't know, I was delighted to get back to work after two weeks with the family. I literally could not <laughs> wait to get behind my desk. Literally could not wait. No, I literally could not. Uh, well, you did um, wait. We, you, did, we did, you did have to wait. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have the podcast up on Monday. That was my fault, because um, I was still with the family uh, in the new year and travelling back. Uh, but here we are, late, but better late than never, and the first podcast of the new year. So, happy new year, boys. Happy new year, Tim. Happy new year, Tim. Happy new year, Jay. Happy um, new film. You can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Acast, you can, well, leave us a review on iTunes. I've got I've got um, one of my favourite reviews we've been given over the last couple of weeks. And JB, you'll particularly like this one. Oh, please, yes. It says, uh, this is by Tom Belt, or is it Belter? Tom oh, Belter. Tom Belter. Uh, I tune in for every upload, love the chat, I uh, love the fact that presenters can have a giggle. Hey, you see, I am a radio presenter as a profession, but you two are being described as presenters now. Wow. Flattering. Jesus. Uh, they give us an angle which is outside the common media, and they ask listeners to think about things outside of the hype box. That's a new phrase I think the we might start box. using. I, I'm not sure we're outside the hype box. I think I'm, oh, I'm certainly firmly in it. Well, well, Tom goes on to say, quite like JB's consistent breakdown, excuse the pun, of Stuart Lancaster before and during the World Cup. At the time, I thought he was infuriatingly wrong. Now I know he was infuriatingly right. Which oh, result- stop it, Tom. Which resulted in absolute banter flying around. <laughs> well, as you all know, I don't like to make the podcast about myself, so we won't mention Stuart Lancaster again. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we're not done with Stuart Lancaster. Stuart-, Stuart Lancaster, by the way, apparently lined up for the Japan job, which turned out to be a load of nonsense. Yeah, it was the rumour came out middle of last week that he was lined up on one of the shortlists. Why, why would you do that when you signed a six-year deal at the RFU about nine months ago? I know. To sit on a beach for the next five years. <laughs> That's what I'd do. I'd want to get back coaching. I'd look for... Would, I'd would look for I think you, I would want to get back coaching. Would that not mean you lose your 
I think there's a separate well, pay. There is. He signed a six-year deal, but there was break clauses in it. So yeah, like, oh, won't okay. get the full six years. For instance, not getting out of your group. That's kind of serious in that, a home walk-up, isn't it? <laughs> You'd think that would be one of the break Doing clauses. Doing worse than Japan. <laughs> yeah. That's quite serious in a home walk-up. Yes. So JB's obviously feeling a bit smug after that review. You can leave your review on iTunes. And JB would be feeling delighted at the news um, that we all saw in the last week or so. Andy Goode joining Newcastle Falcons. And then they immediately, even though Andy Goode was just basically a water boy, running the tee on, they immediately win. Coincidence, says Alex Telfer. I think not. World class running the tee on from Andy Goode. I think it's just his presence. It's just his presence in the James room, his leadership quality, his tactical mouse. A man like that can change an entire team. Would you, if you were a London Irish fan, would you not just be feeling a bit cheated by Andy Goode? It depends. How in the space of a few weeks can you be so unfit and injured that you have to retire to then... I mean, uh, the cynic in me would say Newcastle must be just giving him an empty check. throwing money at him. Throwing money at him to make him go faster. If I was a London Irish fan, I would be a a, a bit annoyed just because... He, I was having this conversation a couple of weeks ago and saying uh, when London Irish hadn't won a game, they've got some young, talented backs, they've got some pacey backs, um, but they needed that old head to steer the mm. ship. And he would have made a big difference to that Irish team, so they would be understandably annoyed. And there's a few more things to this. There's an interview with him where he praises Dan Barr, who is the Wasps' strength and conditioner, who apparently just looked after him. Well, not just him, but, you know, made sure that he had a programme suitable for the, you know, for a 45-year-old. Um, <laughs> a man, yeah. man with, who's actually 34, but with a body of a 45-year-old. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's why he could, he could play week in, week out. Apparently, London Irish is a little bit too stressful for him with the pre-season. And now he's recovered, he thinks he can do do a job. And he oh, did. That's, that's pretty tough, because you can't really walk into a new club and then and gain the respect of your peers if you don't put in the graph yeah, that they can. all do in pre-season. Yeah, yeah you he? can. He did also apparently offer his services to Irish before he signed for Newcastle, in fairness to the guy. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Via his agent, not him directly, but still, it was done. It's an incredible way to miss pre-season training, isn't it? <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> need pre-season. through a shoulder ever watched Andy Goon <laughs> and thought, he's putting a shift today, fair play. Yeah. He's just over that ball making tackles. No, that's not what he does. Do you reckon they even bother putting one of those GPS trackers in? No. Nah. Like... Oh, that's... <laughs> you see, the... who's the player that threw his GPS tracker away the other day? I didn't see it. Maybe it was Haskell so he could stand even more upright. He didn't want to have any <laughs> any extra weight on his back to make him hunch over at all. The uh, altitude sensor. Yeah. It's very, it's very high up. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Bantos, uh, Wasps fans. Well, no, actually, let me just bring JB back down to earth. I've just, okay. men- just okay. mentioned the, the W word. Uh, JB, was very, he's very smug about Stuart Lancaster. And I'm very happy that last week you agreed that Haskell's a better captain than Chris Robshaw. Oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on a minute. That was don't 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 misquote me or don't take me out of context. Um, but Do you hear it, Phil? You must now, JB, have to swallow your words about wasps. They're just a player or two away from being yeah, a top team. Well. And then early, I mean, we all thought they were great and they were yeah. going to be a title-challenging team after, after the first few weeks. But look, there's a couple of things. They're not as good as I thought they were. That's the first thing I'm going to say. They were nowhere near as good as I thought. They are serious, a serious attacking force, but Sale isn't an easy place to go. There have been better teams than Wasps to go to Sale and lose. And actually, it plays into my other thing, which I love Steve Diamond. So I'm on a win-win. You know, Wasps <laughs> win, I win. Steve Diamond wins, I win. It's a win-win. <laughs> well, I actually think there's two, two big things 
that uh, are causing Wasps freefall. When they've lost, or a lot of the games they've lost, they've been missing Nathan Hughes. He is mm. huge for them. And the other player they're missing at the moment is Christian Wade. And that's that's two things. One, it, it prevents go forward, but it also means that Charles Pietau is playing on the wing and he doesn't get as much ball. And yeah, as much, fullback, he looks much better, doesn't he? He gets so much more ball in hand, so much more time and space to run at fullback than he does on the wing. So those two things... Just they contribute huge. Uh, we'll, we'll go through the games. I mean, I know Phil, you particularly watched so much Pro 12, didn't you? JB, I me, did, I did. JB. Do you know what? I watched Pro 12. I wasn't as utterly disappointed as I thought I would be. Hmm. I and Phil have watched so much rugby this weekend. It's all sort of merged into one. I'm not entirely sure what I've seen, what I haven't seen. <laughs> I think I might have watched every single televised game this weekend. That's impressive. What? I watched. I've watched. Probably ten games, wow! Live games this weekend. Oh, My girlfriend's been working long days, so I've just kind of and I've been in wind, well, winding down the holidays, relaxing, ready for work. So it's been good. I've not had any big jobs to do it. I watched the all, house. all the Premiership, all the Welsh Pro Twelve. That's five. Oh, and a bit of French stuff with you. Yeah, last night or the night before or whichever it was. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's it one, just one big rugby merge. Hell yes, we've got plenty to talk about. But what other headlines have there been in the... Oh, there's a story coming out of Saracens. Yes. This is big. That is big. That is a very big story. One of the best players at the World Cup is going to be joining the Aviva Premiership. I'm bigger. (laughs) (laughs) You said one-off, not the best. Oh, sorry, one-off. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have got that. Schaltberger. That is a great signing. It's impressive. If if you'd have asked me 12 months ago, or even 6 months ago, whether that was a good signing... I probably would have said, no, no I think, think he's on the wrong not. side, bit of a spent force. And in fact, before the Wales game in the World Cup, Joe, you made a big thing yeah. and then had to eat some humble pie, as, as I did as well, because I thought he was a little bit past it. And then his performance against Wales was one of the best I've seen from a from a, a flanker. Did he not make more yards himself than the whole of the Wales team or something? Than the, I think he made double than the Wales backline. Yeah, it's something stupid. Mm. Yeah, um, but it, it, it was... A perfect game uh, for any any English flanker to watch. I think it's really good for him to go there and have someone like Will Fraser or even Mario Todji mm. learning from someone with that level of experience. He's won a World I'm, Cup. And Billy Vanapola's still oh, young. Oh, definitely, definitely. No, Billy Vanapola does. He needs to keep as far away from Jack Berger as he possibly can. Scout, Cause, Scout sorry, Scout Burger, because I've seen Scout Burger play eight, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> so the flankers, yes. Yeah. Billy, no. Yeah, well, I'll go with that. One burger out, one burger in. Burger flipping. There you go. <laughs> hey. Banter. Banter. Um, so, yeah, that was Will Fraser... Billy Vanapola and Shout Burger is a pretty tasty. I'll tell you the thing as well. Uh, back row, they'll they're very good at rotating that squad. And for yep. a guy who's had a history of injuries, yeah, being in such a deep squad where you don't have to play week in week out will be perfect for him. Yeah, it's, it's a hell of a signing actually. They'll mm. get the most. They will get the most out of him. Quick apology, Joe Waite got in touch. It's at Rugby Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, and he said, uh, first day back at work, tough enough." Then to find there was no rug- rugby podcast is pushing me close. Uh, Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast is pushing me close to the limit, needing his fix. We didn't think about the the mental state of uh, rugby fans. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. When, when we decided to put this back twenty four hours, um, 
Uh, Zippy Chuck also says, t- going back to the Wasps, which we just touched on, for a team that get lots and lots of plaudits, Wasps are ninth in the Aviva Premiership. Can we please now judge on results and not flair and or potential? No, that's absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Well, they have had the best result of the season when they smashed Toulon. Mm. I, I would say that is... Judging on flair and potential is fine. Um, but he's quite right. Three out of eight games in the Premiership is not good it's enough. woeful. Uh, particularly as... We've we fully expect them to be pushing for top four this year. Yeah, so not and, good enough. I mean, the the only thing Di Young can maybe have as a little bit of a in his backup is that Mike Ford is taking some of the heat off him. Yeah, <laughs> well, they are even... done. They are done. Your two favourite teams, JB. I know Bath are really, really struggling, and I have no idea why. Yeah, There's no idea. There's no big changes uh, to that team from the team that played. 95% of games last season and looked like for 95% of those 95% of games they looked like the best team in the Premiership it's bonkers mm. they were superb last season and I can't put my finger on exactly what's going wrong and once you shut, shut, down, shut down the individuals you don't have any kind of team uh, any sort of like team strategy to get themselves back but I'm not sure that's quite right I think so Wasps last season they were built on they had a very good pack mm. and then the backs were just so clinical not purely because of individual skill but it was the it was the interlink play between Ford, Eastman and Joseph well, and one would create the room for the other and it would be try time but I think, there's, I think there's a little bit um, where you see how important it was how, well we know it's basic how, how important it is to be playing on the front foot getting over the gain line and basically Bath's pack last year I don't know what it seems underpowered compared to last year I don't know whether that's everyone else has got better there's no Paul James I, I, no, yeah. that's making, making I don't a huge understand difference. but they're just they're not they're not getting over the game here's line. my theory okay my theory is that the Mike Ford master plan is to almost create this chaotic environment where everyone's kind of out of position Bath players and the opposition and they just play in absolute chaos which allows George Ford and Eastman and all these other guys to, to play their game it's like, almost like some, sometimes like last year when you'd watch them with those like pods and they'd play interlink and stuff it almost seemed like sevens I think Saracen showed in the in the final that if you increase your line speed, if you stay organised, they can't do if that. If you deny them the gain line, yeah, 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 you have to you have to earn the right to play that kind of rugby, and, and Bath just haven't been able to earn the right because I don't know. I, it's interesting because they've got the s- same personnel or arguably better personnel besides Sam Burgess, and they can't they can't win the gain line battle. It's really it's really odd. Yeah. I do wonder how Sam Burgess would have fitted in if he'd have stayed in a sinking team rather than the bat team he's in last year. I don't think he would have made a huge difference either way. No. Not because there's so many players who are quality players who are just in a poor patch of form. It appears unless there is something fundamentally wrong and Ford's lost the, the changing room. Mm-hmm. If directors of rugby were stocks and shares, you would have piled loads of money into Mike Ford, wouldn't you? you, you you're a financial advisor, JB. You'd have been going, you know... Bye. Safe. Let's, safe. Let's tie up plenty of Mike Ford because that's a good, solid, long-term investment, and it's just a toxic stock at the minute. Yeah. I do think that the players are better than the coaching. It's one hell of a squad. It is. It is one hell of a squad. So it, it has to be on coaching. But there again, it isn't down. That isn't down to Mike Ford because I think he's got brilliant coaches with him. I think he's got Neil Hatley. He's a bloody good coach. And he's done really good work with Nick Autorak with, yeah. Hen- with Henry Thomas. He's got Toby Booth, and I couldn't rate Toby Booth any higher. I think Toby Booth is a marvelous coach. So again, it's all it's all a bit of a mystery. Mm. I'm sure they will pull it around though. I'm not sure they can pull it around enough to finish in the top four. 
a little light bit of interlude because we talked about a, a big South African joining the Viva Premiership in Schaubberger. Joe, um, who was watching the England South Africa cricket, and no, I mean he knows how much. And if you've listened to enough podcasts in the past, you'll know how much we like a misuse of the word literally. And uh, he pointed <laughs> out that Ian Botham <laughs> said after England's uh, excellent Test win against South Africa in the first Test, he said Ian Botham said on the telly. They'll literally be circling the moon in the changing room after that innings. <laughs> no, oh yeah, that's right. no in. No, they won't. <laughs> uh, and I also, I was listening to the radio, and give give, give me a lead, JB. I'm going to plug myself there in you here. Go, mate. I, I, I was listening to the radio, and I heard a brilliant misuse of the word literally, which I'm going to share with you now. Swing constituency is like so it was five live, and it was a discussion about Jeremy Corbyn. And I think you'll hear it in a second. They are kind of more middle ground and. It's interesting you're talking about um, Syria. What did you think about that? Well, I remember on the night I was literally hooked to the TV, like all of us. <laughs> <laughs> what, was you, what was you hooked to the <laughs> hooked to the TV? Literally, oh, hooked. was that an ISIS thing? <laughs> is that literally <laughs> hooked to the TV? <laughs> the torture device. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it'd be a torture device if you were watching... The Rugby Club on Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always used to really like the Rugby Club on Sky. Do you know what? Sky. I used to love it, because on I used Thursdays, to love it. I used to watch it straight after, after training rugby. It was great. I used to love but it. But then it never really updated from when I first started watching it 15 years ago. It's, yeah. I think it might even be the same set. See, I think, there's a, I think there's a place for some real good analytical rugby chat. It's not from us. We, that's not no, what, that's no not, it's not from us. Definitely not from us. That's not what you'll get from us. But I think there's a place for it. I used to like the rugby club. I did. Uh, yeah, I must admit, I was very fond of it back in the day. Right, after that interlude, where do you want to go? Should, should we just quickly rattle through some of these games? Because you said you watched so much rugby. So, Phil, why don't you lead on? Let's well, go for it. Oh, God, it's all blurred into one. one Let's talk about Northampton be- Saints first. Beautiful, horrendous. Well, the first game was Osprey's Dragons, which... Whoa, 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 whoa. Do we want to talk about that? Let's oh, no, sh- should we do that in JB's new okay. segment? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Let's do the Premiership first. Oh, no, no. now listen. If you ever finish a journey and then just stop listening to the podcast, no. You have to listen to all of today's because coming up in a little bit, JB has prepared a brand new segment, and it's like a, a new—it's kind of a New Year's resolution because JB has been very critical of the Pro 12. He is making up for that, and he's starting 2016 on a <laughs> on a brilliant new, refreshed note. So uh, you've got to stick around for this. So come on, okay. then. All right, let's stick with the Premiership. Let's rattle through some of these. We've already touched on yeah, sort of three or four of the games. Northampton a extra three, damn good win. Damn good win. Really good win. Very good win against a good Exeter Chiefs side. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty even game. Mm. game. Diff- um, and Exeter, to their credit, to the credit of their defence, stayed in it and they were still in it in the last mm. second when Will yeah. Trudley passed into touch. They still could have got seven points on a win. I, I do, I've, got, I've got so much time for Rob Baxter and he, his post match chat about that, he was like, do you know what? I'm kind of happy with the bonus point because we played awfully and we were to be to have played that badly and be in the game with the final play of the match. Actually, I'll take that because that was that wasn't anywhere near where we should be. He was very very honest. Well, I yeah. think actually um, a lot of reason a lot of the reason that they played badly was because Exeter were pressured and I thought JJ Hammerham was, was superb uh, he, with the boot. He missed a few. Awkward kicks. Yeah, he missed, actually, a, missed a couple of shots at goal. His, his kicking out of hand was very good. Yeah. It, it was it was interesting. In the last ten minutes when they were summing up the game, they, they credited his kicking out of hand, which was fair, and his defence, which was also fair. But I'm not sure that those are the two 
most important things for a 10. His distribution and his decision making didn't always look as good as it no, possibly should be. The ball was not sti- was not sticking to hands by, yeah, a- yeah. by any stretch. True. That's true. It was a horrible game to watch. It's getting to that point in the season where this relentless week after week after week schedule you are going to see dips in form and yeah. the odd surprising result, mm. I think. And people are going to have niggles and they're going to have to play on when they're not quite 100%, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, then, So that was a pretty turgid display there from both sides. Northampton, good win. Yeah, Gloucester, 27, London yeah. Irish, 14. And London Irish are doing quite well and seem to have that renewed vigour, carried that from the previous week into this one and were ahead. And then... Yeah, ahead at half-time. Mm. Uh, was it James Hooker that... Um, James Hook apparently was on song, song with the Boot. He was on Song with the Boot. Mm. He kicked very well. Um, and I, I said last week, if London Irish get a bonus point out of this, they'll be very pleased. And at half time, they really would have thought they could have done. Yeah. But they didn't score a single point in the second half, so no. went from ahead so that's, to that's, comfortably behind. That's two, two games down and no points in the second half. Yeah. Wow. Uh, next up. Maybe that uh, pre season wasn't in- intense enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Newcastle Bath which we spoke about yeah. very good win for Newcastle brilliant win for Newcastle very good first win of the season and and which one of you two picked up on the fact that it was an incredibly short second row pairing for Newcastle uh, that was, was me average 6 foot 2 yeah. is that right so I could second have played row. second row for Newcastle yeah I could have, me and you could have would have been the same <laughs> size as the second row do you know what it's very Newcastle. interesting that because we did a short man 15 and I could not find any second rows really below 6-3. Chabal, I think, made it, who's 6-3 or 6-4, yeah. because he played for France in the second row, and that's being anything under 6-5 is unusual. But what they brought around the field was... Um, yeah. Was, um, it, it, they're, they're both flankers, really. Yeah. Um, and Mark Wilson, is an, who's playing number four, is an excellent all-round player. So to have someone of that calibre and his fitness and work rate... Was, and the was plastic excellent. pitch as well. That always helps. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was except when Saracens come to town. <laughs> do you take that? Do you take the plastic pitch because you know you've got an advantage against every other team, other than except Saracen. for Saracens. So once a year, you've got to be bullied and embarrassed on on your own pitch. I no, think, humiliated. I think Newcastle could field twenty players and they'd still be <laughs> bullied and embarrassed by Saracens the way they're going at the moment. Uh, and then next up, well, Saracens Leicester Tigers, which oh, we've not yeah. really touched on. Uh, and Richard Cockrell described Leicester. This is Richard Cockrell described Leicester as being absolutely stuffed up front. Yeah, they they well and truly were. They started with Thacker, with Balmain, so. underpowered in several spots in the well, pack. Harry Thacker, I've, this was his first Premiership start, and I've seen him before, and he looks a very capable hooker around the park. And his lineout was excellent, hundred percent in the lineout. Harry Thacker. Uh, according to Leicester's own website, is the same height as me and one kilogram lighter than me. What? So he's, he's tiny. He's yeah. He looks small, and I mean, I was uh, considered pretty small for a tier two, tier three winger. He was giving away twenty kilograms to Scout Brits, who is not a to big Brits. To Brits, yeah. who is wow. not a big hooker. Him Once, and Jamie George. Jamie George yeah, could have yeah. eaten him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Thack a very good player on the park, but it did look like three penalty tries, and the other try was a rolling mall try. He's, he's obviously a very talented player. It's the kind of thing where you say, get down the gym, look at your nutrition, because otherwise you just worry that 
that that Leicester pack is going to be a little bit underpowered when you're giving away so much. And I've got a bit of a weird story for you as well about Leicester hookers. Um, do you remember Neil and what Briggs? about the what about the rugby number two? Neil Briggs when he was there, uh, who's now back at Sale, Briggsy. was told to put on uh, to put on a lot a lot of weight at Leicester. So they clearly rate you know big players. So it's weird that they just let Harry Thacker go along as he has because he does look like a back row. He looks like a seven. Mm. Or, he's got I mean, a build looks as like well. A, looks like a centre almost because yeah. he's athletic. Well, some players like Stuart Hooper. If I mean, if you were Bath's coaches, you'd say get bigger. Stuart uh, Hooper's but, huge. No, he's not. Is he not? He no. looks massive. He's got no. big, big old shoulders. He, he has to work his nuts off to 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 stay at a reasonable weight. A bit like, a bit like no, a bit like Steve Borthwick, who yeah. just could not put on no. weight. No, I, I seem to really. Yeah, yeah. I seem to think who Hooper Hooper's a no. giant of a man. No, no, no. no Maybe no, it's because no. he does look a bit like the BFG facially. <laughs> Um, so right. yeah, and that, that I mean, yeah. I, I am more than anyone. I'm if you're good enough, you're big enough. But I do think in the front row, particularly giving away twenty kg to a light hooker. I don't know what Saracens doing, but they are playing a different game. I'm going to put it's a, really simple. They're not. I don't think they're playing a different game. They're oh, playing, they are playing no, a completely no, different game. I, I look at Saracens. I go. The only way to beat them is to play them at their own game and do it better, which is so hard to do because all Saracens are doing is they're kicking it. And going, go on then, run it back. There's go so on then, run it back. And the second you run it back, they go, boom, got your there's so turnover much, there's try. There's so much more. So, I think there's oh, no, so that, much more so that's, what they're doing. That's, the that's Saracens in the most you know, simplicity. They know exactly what you're, um, what you're, what you're going to do attackingly. Their defence is magnificent. I mean, they don't really even mm. compete at the breakdown. Just We've talked the about line. them so much in previous weeks. We, don't, we don't need to go on about no, that. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. just think of this. They destroyed a Leicester, a Leicester pack with all, with all of those caps... Using well, no, but Gill. they were shorn of a lot of their. But Reese Gill and Duplassie. Duplassie was playing with Phil not so long ago. Reese Gill has not been seen in Wales for like six years. You know, compl- uh, uh, even when Wales had a comp- uh, had a propping crisis, Reese Gill was not used. It's quite incredible. It's- Saracens do have the best second row in the world in Jim Hamilton, though. On yeah, the, on the oh, bench, yeah. as as the rugby top trumps that you might oh, have got in your and, Christmas stock and, improves. And Jackson Ray, he would get into any international team, right? Yeah, right, guys. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. Um, so again, the, this, the the Borg rumbles on. Um, next up, Sale Wasps, which we touched on briefly. Yeah, just again, pretty turgid. Lots of lots of errors. What I learned from this was the, kind of the maturity of Danny Cipriani mm. because his his kicking was full, immaculate from the tee. He kept it very, very simple and controlled the game nicely. Wasps, they, they just... I think they have themselves to blame. They they butchered they butchered opportunities. They chucked balls into touch. They kicked the ball dead. They kicked it directly into touch. Well, oh, the Wasps... Sorry, I just wanted to touch on the uh, Haskell re-signing. Oh, the Hask. The Hask re-signed. Signed for his banter and, he, and, and, and the his captaincy skills. Lucky, lucky byproduct that he's actually a pretty reasonable rugby player. He's as well. a great rugby player. He should be next England captain. He's the third best back row in Wasps. Oh, oh stop it. He's a, good, he's a good rugby player. I'd say Rob Short is the fourth best seven in Harlequins. <laughs> Behind Dave Ward. He's the best. Ba- he's, he's not just the best back row. At Wasps, he's the best player at Wasps at Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, now I, I've got a little plea here because I saw a headline today. I can't remember where it was. I searched for it before. I couldn't find it. But it was James Haskell resigns 
So R E <laughs> no apostrophe S I G N. Not the apostrophe. We need the, the little hyphen. Yes. Sorry. Uh, no, there was no hyphen in this. Yeah. So James Haskell resigns. What? What, what, what? on earth? This is huge news. I, I know they're down the table, but it's not that bad. <laughs> so click on it. James Haskell resigns a, a new three-year deal. See, you fell oh, for it. Clickbait. Uh, oh, you didn't click, click on it, bait. and it's like banter. He's he, he's actually resigned. No. Um, what's, what's the sound for? Was there a picture years? of Was there a picture of James Haskell winking and doing like <laughs> pistol fingers? Yeah, like, <laughs> like like little gif. <laughs> um, like, it's like a Rick rule, isn't it? <laughs> Haskell rule. Um, Have you? No, this this is one of my biggest pet hates of rugby journalism, because they'll lure you in with a headline like. Sexton signs for Exeter. What? Which one? <laughs> Jerry oh. Sexton, brother of Johnny, journeyman Locke, signs for Exeter. No, here's one which I uh, hate. I don't care. Um, it'll say something like, North to centre, according <laughs> to Martin Williams. Yeah, uh, you know, North could do a job at centre if required. Yeah, yeah, they've obviously doorstepped some Welsh international from, you know, 1980s, I don't know, ring, uh, Ringer or someone. Rugby journalists are going, how could we... Do a bit of BuzzFeed style clickbaiting. Exactly. I hate get, listening to, to ex internationals who haven't stepped foot on a rugby pitch for the last, I don't know, eight years, and they go, What do you think about the subtlety of Danny Cipriani against uh, uh, Ford? And they'll give you this whole, like, this whole long explanation that it makes the BBC website. I hate it with a passion. Just a pit. You want more fact and less opinion. I thought that was against. <laughs> no, no, that's no, a very my odd opinions, thing for you to. My opinion's do. fine because it's valid, and I watch rugby. A lot, of, a lot of these opinions are not. <laughs> so you want to vet the sources that are allowed to have opinions? Exactly. Right, exactly. Okay, cool. And it's no one but you. Correct. Worcester against uh, Quinns on the Sunday. I thought it's the best Premiership game of the week. Yeah. Easily. It- it probably was. They were all played in dreadful conditions. Uh, this was no exception, but it was a good game. We saw the enforcer, what? Charlie Matthews. Uh, oh, great bit of wrestling, smack, by the way. Smack down Tom Heathcote. Great bit of wrestling. Oh, yeah, nothing there. Carry on, Scrum Harlequins. Perfect. Um, now, let the boys play. What do you think, exactly, Tim? What do you think of this Harlequins team? Because I can't make heads or tails of it, really. I think they're very competent. And I think they're probably a little bit ahead of where they should be in terms of talent. So what are they, third in the league or second in the league now? Yeah, third. Yeah. Third. I don't think that they're a top four team, really. I mean, I think there's other teams which are, have got better squads, yet they seem to just carry on winning. I like them this year. I think they are, they're a fair-weather team. They, they play an attacking brand of rugby. They play the offloading game mm-hmm. and looking to bend the line and then offload and, and make the yards that yeah. way. Um, and... Their rolling more was very good against Worcester. Their first two tries came from it, but their scrum is still weak. That is their soft underbelly. Yeah. And Adam Jones, again, didn't look particularly competent or confident. This this game was interesting, though, because of the kind of up and down. Quinns took a 24-3 lead, mm. partly helped by Worcester's inability to take their opportunities in the first half. And then Worcester came right back into it and almost got the win I thought Worcester were the better team uh, for large portions of the first half as for Quinns I think their England um, contingent everyone else is suffering a, a hangover a hangover still you see that with Northampton you see that with Wasps you see that with Bath in particular Quinns to me feel like a very solid outfit like a very together outfit which sounds yeah. a bit odd but you just it's like they've got a point to prove it, it's, it's quite interesting because I, I still don't think that they're that good no, but they're I, winning. I do, and I'll, I'll tell you, um, he's not a new signing, but he's back from injury, mm-hmm. and it's a very, 
Yeah. Yeah. George Lowe. Yeah. And George Lowe and Jamie Roberts. Here's a question for you. Jamie Three Roberts. Three Jamie Roberts. Oh, sorry. Uh, eight carries. How many yards did he make? Well, by, by JB's, um, three, three times thought eight. it would be three times eight, 24. Yards, he made so what? just shy of that 21. Did he? <laughs> yes! How yeah. He's almost, almost exactly on the money. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you're just listening to us for the first time, it's JB's theory that Jamie Roberts, no matter who he plays, what his opposition, what, what position, or where he gets the ball on the field, he will always make three yards, no more, no less. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing very well to get close to that average. Yeah, he's he's he's, uh, he's doing me proud. Now, Phil, did you have a? Oh, you before the podcast, you came from the gym, didn't you? What what's a gym like on the on the fourth of January? Oh, it's hellish, it's hellish. There's lots of people who, from their physical condition and from the exercises they're doing, look like they should not be in the gym and look like they haven't seen a gym in a long, long time. It was very, very busy. Uh, fortunately, I just need one bench for about 45 minutes today, so managed to get pretty much everything I needed to do done in, in that I'm going time. tomorrow and I need a squat rack and I already know what's going to happen I'm going to go there and the squat racks are going to be used by people doing shrugs shrugs curling guilty uh, shoulder <laughs> press I do lots of shrugs on the uh, squat rack after I've squatted for the record <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my gym uh, this is a big bugbear of mine uh, there's, there's t- two squat racks both of them have also got uh, they can be used for dips and chin ups Oh, what? And they're the only place in the gym. Oh, no. They're the oh, only God. place where there's a mirror where you can do dips or chin ups. So if I like to do, if I'm doing weighted chin ups or weighted dips, which I do, I want to do them in front of a mirror, be- safety, make sure my form's good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah safety, yeah, of course. All that stuff. Safety. I mean, I, I mean, I like to do it topless in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> you um, like to do it sideways so you could just see your bicep flexing <laughs> as you what. go up. But it, it means I feel bad because I'm taking up one of the only two squat racks so they've got like a a feedback iPad so every single session whether I use the squat rack or not I'm putting in you need to get more squat racks you need to get more squat racks it's interesting you say that you do uh, dips in the mirror for safety I would never do dips in the mirror for safety because look, just just watching my awful body undulate <laughs> and the tears streaming down my face as I cry. They, Mental they health out. issues. Yeah, just, just gri- possible you know, grit suicide. Slips and- yeah, because he might have to drive over Barton Bridge in Manchester on the way back. He exactly. might just go, it's not worth it. I'm it's driving off it. the What edge. are we doing? Doing dips. <laughs> more than dips. <laughs> throwing McDonald's in my face. <laughs> um, right. we- so, New Year's resolution, I haven't really thought of one yet. I, I haven't really got one I'll think on that but um, do you have one Phil? Do you, do you go in for all that action? Uh, no not no, at all nor just, do I I have a New Year's resolution uh, and I'll tell you it after we play the Wheel of Rugby Oh we've got a game of the Wheel of Rugby excellent JB So I'll just recap you on the rules because I've had a bit of a think about it and last week is okay We're gonna, I'm going to mark your, mark, mark your argument so we're going to spin the wheel and there's going to be an argument I'll, I'll tell you the argument you can pick Phil will pick the first side and which then he argues, side of the argument he's on exactly okay. and then you will argue the opposite side okay does that make sense yeah let's play the wheel of rugby yes it doesn't seem to slow down near the realistic time This, unless it's got some excellent bearings in it <laughs> <laughs> what's the hypothetical argument the more impressive burger Jack or Schalke Tim gets to choose first I'm going to pick Jack Burger. Wow. The general evolution over millions of years means we are the reason we are the predominant species on planet Earth is that we 
pay such regard to our health and our <laughs> fitness and our well-being. Mm-hmm. Jack Berger almost lays his life on the line and disregards his importance as a, as a human being every time he steps on the rugby field. He puts his face in places that a human you, what you're saying should never is put their face. Jack Berger says no to humanity. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and that's impressive. <laughs> Jack Berger would, would have Darwin um, scratching their head. Go, I can't work this person out. It doesn't make any sense. This isn't survival he's, of the He's fittest. post-evolution human. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he has managed to achieve so much more than his physical attributes should allow him to achieve because he's not the biggest he's, he's not, not the strongest he's not the quickest he's not the best he just he's the best I'm mean, sorry he, well, <laughs> he, 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 there's a bit of bias <laughs> in this he's the best but he what so what he's managed to achieve with the lot he was given makes him the most impressive burger Ooh, Phil now talking about evolution Scout Berger, when he burst onto the scene, was the biggest and was the strongest and was explosive and dominant and he won a World Cup and he was a successful Lions Tour and he scored the most tries for a Springbok international forward. Um, But he then had horrendous illness, injury and illness, and missed almost two years of rugby and came back age 31 and a lot of people didn't think he would be able to do it, could it, at the highest level. But over the past 18 months since... Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. He has been back. He has demonstrated that he can do, he can evolve, and he doesn't oh, rely as much... He's using my own argument back at me. I love this He doesn't rely as much on the physical side and he uses intelligence and his experience more although he can still mix it with the best and it is something to say that 31 year, 31 year old Jacques Berger is being replaced by 32 year old Ooh. Scout Berger on a, a two year deal mm. at Saracens Ooh, which way do I go with this I'm going to give it to well, how are you, are you scoring it didn't you say subjectively yeah. <laughs> so that means however Jay wants to. I'm going to give that to Phil. Well done, Phil. Yes. Although, great arguments, Tim, and usually I would agree with you. Uh-oh, uh-oh, what's this going to be? Okay. Under more pressure, and Phil gets to pick, under more pressure for a losing season this year, Mike Ford or Andy Robinson? It has to be Mike Ford. So, Mike Ford, they finished, I think they finished top of the regular season last year mm-hmm. uh, and lost in the final. So, they, 
came second place overall in the Premiership. And given that a lot of their players are early to mid-twenties, the likes of Autorak, the likes of Henry Thomas, um, Ford, Eastman, Joseph, they're all learning, they're getting more and more experience. Anthony Watson, coming of age, everyone, me included, fully expect them to kick on and just continue that upward trend that they were on. And not only have they fallen off the upward trend, they have gone backwards by a couple of years. This We've not seen this kind of performances from Bath for three, four years. Mm. I mean, his goal would have been to win the Premiership. Now it looks like top four will be a struggle. It even looks like top six, given the way that the teams above him are playing, will be difficult. So I think Mike Ford is under the most pressure of any manager in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. Tim? Uh, Andy Robinson is the most under-pressure coach. It's one thing losing narrowly to Worcester Warriors, who themselves were you know, an, an impressive setup uh, to miss out on the Premiership. It's another thing when you've got a free-falling London Welsh coming down into the Championship and you're the only team that are spending anywhere remotely near the sums of money that are being spent in the Premiership. You're playing against some... Barely more than semi-professional teams in some cases. They do a really good job, the likes of Ealing Trailfinders, Nottingham, Plymouth. Well, Plymouth have dropped down, but um, Cornish Most Pirates, Moseley. You, you, I mean, Bedford. These sides do a great service to English rugby. But if you are Bristol and you cannot emerge from that pack, there's a salary cap in the Premiership that exists and that equalises the, the, the quality that, that any one team can get. So in any given team, you can imagine Bath in any given week, you can imagine any team in the Premiership beating any other. You shouldn't be able to imagine over a what 24-game season, 22-game season, Bristol not comfortably winning and then demolishing teams in the playoffs. The money they've spent, the players they've got, it is unthinkable that Bristol don't emerge this season or Andy Robinson will add Bristol failure to Scotland failure. Um, England failure. <laughs> and England and failure. England failure. It is Tim, I'm afraid. Tim has t- Tim wins that. Andy Robinson, uh, and the last one for 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 the tiebreaker. Oh, Let's just keep keep going, keep going, Ken. Is this you moving it to where you want it to be, Jay? Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uneven uneven dots as it spins. Uh, more impressive performances this year. Worcester Warriors coming up, or or Saracens separating themselves from the rest of the pack. Tim. Right. It, you're, you're a big Dean Ryan fan. I'm a big Dean Ryan fan, so I'm going to go with Worcester. Far away, the tiebreaker. Look at their squad. Look at their squad. They they have added some uh, a little bit of stardust, uh, Bryce Heem, to add to players that they managed to keep hold of, Chris Pennell. And they've made some intelligent signings like Phil Dowson. But get below those few players and you have got a youth team. And we know of Worcester's youth team. <laughs> <laughs> that we know from the video that we mentioned on a previous podcast that the Worcester youth team have a house that they hang out in when they're playing with relaxation rooms in inverted commas that's what they call them uh, <laughs> with Wi-Fi with Wi-Fi access and lots of iPads about so the fact you managed to not only do overturn Bristol come up and and hit the ground running I just think says absolutely everything about what Dean Ryan is building, has built, with a very, very young, relatively cheap squad there. And I think that's down to the coaching and the culture, I'm going to use that word, uh, of, Wor- of Worcester Warriors. So I think that makes it even more impressive than Saracens. 
Worcester, uh, I commend them for the way they're, they're building their squad. Um, and Tim was right two years ago. Well, maybe maybe he was right. Um, when he said it's a it's a long game rather than a, a short, uh, immediate game. And that Dean Ryan was the right man. But, <laughs> <laughs> but let's just uh, put it in a little perspective here. Worcester played 8-1-2. Uh, one of those very narrow against Northampton, uh, an underperforming Northampton side at the start of the season. Saracens played a 1A and mm. no one has even come close to them. No one has even got them in an arm wrestle yet. You look, Saracens have comfortably scored more points than any other team and comfortably conceded fewer points than any other team. They're six points clear at the top of the Premiership already after only eight games. I'm not sure where, the, where they're going to lose their first game. Saracens, not only are they a great team this year, they could be one of the best all-time Premiership teams. Not because of the man-for-man, but because what they do as a squad. So that is more impressive. Mm, What are you going with, JB? I'm going to go with, as much as I like the relaxation room and the Wi-Fi, (laughs) I don't think think getting uh, BT broadband is that impressive, actually. I'm going to go with Phil. Well done, Phil. 2-1. So the person who chose every time lost... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's almost like the person who goes second is doing research. It is almost, almost like, that. like that, isn't it? It is. It's Thinking almost... about their argument before yeah. the other person's uh, jabbering on. Exactly right. No, well played, Phil. Well played. That was the Wheel of Rugby. Uh, now we've done Premiership. We've done the Wheel of Rugby. We've talked about Andy Good, James Haskell, Shout Burger. Now it's time. We were talking about New Year's resolutions and whatnot. Now it's time for JB to not just talk the talk. But to walk the walk. The walk. He's been so critical of the Pro 12. He's baited people uh, and the Pro 12 fans on Twitter. He's been called a plastic Welshman by many an egg chasers listener. (laughs) I think I call myself up. (laughs) (laughs) And now JB is going to make up for all of that. Uh, You've done. You've made something for us for this podcast, haven't you, JB? You wanted more Pro 12. You're going to get more Pro 12. This is a presentation from the world's most explosive league. The creators of Dragons 13, Zebra Nil. Starring Rory Pittman, Scott Andrews, and Luke Burgess, the other one. And definitely not featuring Aroni, Celtic Warriors, or Border Reavers. This is the Pro 12 Report. Wow. There, there you go. So what? I'm taking my Pro 12 seriously this year. What an introduction. It well, sounds like you're taking it very, very seriously. It's the best league in the world, Phil. Best league in the world. Explosive. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just listen Rory to the... Pittman. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to the names that I've thrown out there. It's so competitive, some teams don't even exist anymore. <laughs> come, on, come on then, JB. So explosive, some of them have been blown to smithereens. Exactly right. Come on then, let's, let's have your Pro 12 update. So, um, how much Pro 12 did I really watch this weekend? Well, I did start with watching Ospreys versus Dragons, and I was quite looking forward to this because I kind of half-watched the Ospreys play against Scarlets and I thought that looks reasonable I might I, I might watch I w- might watch w- watch more of that I couldn't have been more wrong uh, they rested rested uh, Dan Bigger which means that my favourite player was, um, wasn't playing Liberty Stadium was empty again um, so it wasn't particularly good uh, I then took uh, took a bit of a break um, and Phil you watched the Irish stuff yeah I watched uh, I watched Ulster Munster but I wish I hadn't Ulster were 
the better team for most of it, but just could not get the points. Missed a couple of speculative penalties, uh, and ultimately got beaten by a Munster team whose defence was outstanding. Uh, were limited in attack, but just did enough. Uh, Interesting. The biggest margin of any victory was thirteen points. Leicester yeah. beating Connacht in the other Irish game. That was the biggest margin. Uh, thirteen nil. Thirteen nil. Sorry, um, thirteen yeah. point victory because uh, there were so many games with losing bonus points. Yeah, that is um, that is true. I mean the the all Scot the all Scottish affair was fairly drab. Excuse the pun. Um, Glasgow, uh, Glasgow losing at home to Edinburgh. Well, they didn't actually lose at home because Scotstown well, was yeah, unav- it was ah. the pitch was uh, unsuitable, unfit. So they moved it to Murrayfield. So it was. A, Edinburgh had two home fixtures against Glasgow in the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So that's good good for uh, Edinburgh. Good for Edinburgh. And Edinburgh, who are moving nicely up the table, those two have almost reversed their positions from mm. last season. Edinburgh's uh, pushing for top four. Yeah, your Ulsterman at Ravenhill were not, Kingspan Ravenhill were not so pride. Um, oh, the Irish no. did, sorry, and the Italians did, well... They did something, something rather. Um, <laughs> but then they, they played, I guess. Zebra beat Benetton away, eighteen to eight. But then this happened. Yes, the Blues played the Scarlets. Oh yes, the match of the week. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Seven tries, um, over sixty points. Uh, I mean, I uh, Scarlets love attacking rugby. Uh, th- this is what I'll say. Scarlets absolutely love it when they attack. They are wide. They're deep. And when they defend, they are also wide and they're deep. Um, <laughs> they're, not, uh, they're not entirely interested in any other aspect of rugby other than going forward. Uh, the thing, if Scarlets had all, the, all their players, I think they would, they're going to be very, very dangerous. And, and if they'd have had all of their players for all of the game, because they had three yellow cards, yeah. two of which were concurrent... Uh, they, they probably would have won. They looked like easily the better team to start with. Ten points up at half time. Um, and here's here's another small prediction. Um, Tom James for the for the Blues, he might be the best out and out carrier of um, of a rugby ball, maybe in the home nations. I mean, he is some runner. He was an exceptional runner um, in his first in the Blues. Went to Exeter. He was brilliant there. But then he does things like throws into uh, throws in, um, interception tries. Mm. I think Tom James might be one of these classic guys who is basically too talented at, at rugby to be any good because he's such a good runner. He clearly neglects things like don't throw it to the other team so they can <laughs> score a try. You know, basics. Don't get pushed into touch. Yeah, but this this was back and forth right until the end. Uh, Josh Navidi uh, had a tremendous game. Well, I thought he did until his in, um, and, until he threw some loose offloads. Uh, it's just very very enjoyable. And Blues in oh, in the Christmas New Year period have chalked up two victories against fellow Welsh teams yep. with an aggregate margin of only three points more than Is their opponents. Right? Three points better off than the other two opponents. Twenty one twenty they beat Dragons and twenty nine twenty seven they beat and if they Scarlets. Had, if they hadn't have won those two games, they would have won fewer games than Zebra. Plastic pitches make a huge difference, and maybe the most impressive thing, thing about the Blues is they sold out twice over Christmas. That is impressive. Sold out, so can't really argue with that. 2016, the year of the Pro 12, JB. No, it's not, I'm afraid. It couldn't be further from the truth. Um, this is the problem with... What? Yeah, this is the problem with the Pro 12. This weekend was fantastic. Local rivalries, local, local derbies. The real problem the Pro 12 has is 
when Scarlets go to Leinster and the travelling fans don't uh, don't travel. There's a guy on Twitter, I think, I think it's Johnny Lewis Films, who said it should be a conference style thing. So you've got different different pools, so you can uh, you can play these. You play matches. the other Welsh teams four times or yeah, through, yeah, and then go into playoff, and that makes so much more sense to me. That's common sense, saves on travel, increases it in interest in the games, or, and then playoff. Or it could just be like in the NFL where they have conferences where. They play those teams yes. in their own conference more times than they play yeah. like they do in the Super some rugby. of the other teams, like, like in Super yeah. Rugby. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly so, what they're doing. Like Super you rugby. get more of these derby matches, which have been great. These have been fantastic games. I mean, the weather is rubbish, but even with rubbish weather, Blues and Scarlets showed that you can play something. And it would mean that um, it would artificially inflate either Treviso or. Uh, or, well, <laughs> or Zebra's points tally. You'd also have to find two. Well, you'd have to. See, that's the problem is it with Pro 12. You'd have but same to, with Scotland. You'd have to put the Scottish and the Italians together. Unless you could get two more Scottish teams and two, two more Italian teams. Two more Scottish teams or cast off Sale and Newcastle. Yeah. To, to play with the Scottish. Mm. Well, you yeah, might. This you, is going to get coming. And then you need like a Romanian and a Georgia. A Georgia's a bit far. Well, you could maybe say, Lon- you could maybe pull in London Scottish, then you've got less pressure to oh, get a interesting. Third Scottish and team. London, London Scottish, and yes, see you later, Newcastle. Yes, yeah, so you, yeah. <laughs> you're kind of useful, I guess. Uh, that's the Pro 12 this week, boys. Was that a one off, your Pro 12 update, or are you willing to actually put a bit of time in and a bit of commitment in and. And see this through. Let's see. Let's see how long you can do it for, JB. Uh, you have to watch a Pro 12 game a week. I'll do one a week, and that's it. Good we'll, see how, we'll see how long that goes for. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, well on, JB. Thanks, Tim. Is this something to do with the fact you're having a, be- a baby soon? You're, you know, I'm, you're, getting I'm clo- not. you're getting you're getting close to being a dad, so you're, you're like softening up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Or yeah, maybe I've you're realising I've got more time for for infantile rugby tournaments, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's look at next week's games. Um, well, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Because there was there's in a, Pro Twelve, no, 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 no. We're not in Pro Twelve. That's fine. We'll move on. But um, let's briefly talk about. Um, you want to talk about? Go on. You, you yeah. take it, Phil. Go on. Well, it's a little bit of a contradiction, um, or a little bit of a paradox. So this Ooh. this weekend, uh, Steve Diamond, Mark McCall, and Conor O'Shea have said have urged. They've all three of them have urged Eddie Jones to select Cipriani, Cruis, and Danny Kerr, respectively, who are three players who are on the kind of on the fringe of the England squad. Yeah, Mark McCall was saying Cruz is playing about as well as uh, I've ever seen him play. <laughs> and uh, he got man of the match. Was got man of the match. Danny, Danny Cipriani got man of the match. Yeah. All three. Well, Rob Shaw got man of the match Rob in the Shaw Quinns game. The he was uh, excellent again. He was very hard working. Uh, but all three of them are integral to the club, but uh, not so integral to England. And it does seem like a bit of a, a contradiction, particularly this season where there's no let up in Premiership. So every game they play for England, they will miss one for their club. Um, and not only that, probably because of the player welfare, they'll actually have to miss two games mm. because they'll be playing an extra game for England. Okay, so this is a, cr- a crazy thought. Is it anything to do with the fact that England pay them money and they get some sort of cap relief? Well, I was wondering that. Do they get compensation for if when the players are called up? So I think there might be that element. Possibly. I, I think in the case of Danny Cipriani, it is... Danny Cipriani toyed with the idea of leaving Sale, yeah. stayed because he wanted to get into the World Cup squad, 
has a break clause in his contract at the end of this season, which means he could oh, leave or, he? or he could choose to stay. And if Danny Cipriani is achieving his ambitions with Sale Sharks, he will stay with Sale Sharks. And, yeah. th- and so I think Steve Diamond, well, one, he's, he cares about the player and he wants the best for him and he knows that that's what Danny Cipriani's ambition is. And it's like a good boss. A good boss will listen to their staff going, this is what I want to achieve and they'll kind of help them achieve hmm. that. So I think there's definitely a, an element of that. But it's, I think it will be more likely that Danny Cipriani would stick around at Sale Sharks if he, if he feels like he's achieved his England yeah. ambitions with them. I think that is that's a big particularly Chris Cruz is a bit younger um and kind of I think he'll definitely be sticking around in Saracens for the next few years because they're doing so well regardless he's of whether he's he's pushing hard to be like possibly the first we've been talking about him all season he yeah, looked yeah, really outstanding yeah yeah he, he is really pushing hard to for an England starting berth for Sippers and Care Care's 29 if he doesn't get in the England squad he might say well I'll be 33 for the next World Cup might be a bit too far away. Uh, is now I'll the time and, to go yeah. and explore go other and, opportunities? Yeah, go and get a big money deal in France or Japan, and, and not even so much the money because like well, you're very yeah. well you're very well paid as a as a top notch Premiership player now, and clubs have the ability to pay big big money with the mm. salary cap increases. I think it's more the like if you had the opportunity to travel with rugby, I think you would, wouldn't you? You take well, Hask did it. Yeah, yeah. you take those opportunities are, are really rare and yeah. It's got to be so appealing. Well, I that's, that's if I was 29 and no longer and Danny You're Kerr not 29. and no longer had those international possibilities, I think I'd think I could I could go to France. I yeah. could go to New Zealand. Yeah, go to Japan. Yeah, I think right. something completely different. as a rugby player and you want to be a bit smart. It's very hard to say because so much pressure to be in the right system, the right setup, be it, you know be at work at a certain time with the right club. So it's so on so forth. What Haskell did was fairly inspiring, which is. If it, if, if it was on purpose let's get a very broad rugby experience at very worst I'll be a world class pundit at yeah. very worst yeah. yeah I think it's very and, it's very small and a good after dinner speaker yeah, yeah. great and after dinner speaker let's go and experience running really upright and bouncing off post protectors in a number of different countries <laughs> France <laughs> Japan New Zealand they're all the same those posts <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could teach uh, Rob Shaw a thing or two about be, being a captain let me tell you with all that experience no I think so, it's brilliant and I, 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 it, it, it always annoys me about football the, the reluctance of players and managers to go and soak up different experiences abroad and it's like this little England mentality and I quite like that rugby it feels like a kind of you know embrace new cultures and new mm. ways of playing I, and training I, well, and I actually got a thought about Haskell for rugby from football I mean I think if you're like a low uh, a championship player and you had a year in um, Australia then a year in Brazil and then a year in Argentina you, you'd get work and by the time you got yeah. back you'd, you'd probably be a bit of a hero yeah Danny Kerr and Danny Cipriani being involved in England means they re-sign with Harlequins and Sale definitely I, th- I think that's a big thing well, t- tell us what you think on that or anything else you've heard on the podcast. That Rugby Podcast, you can find us on Twitter. Leave your reviews and whatnot on iTunes and we could pick yours out as our little review of the week. Uh, but let's get on to the fixtures, which are coming thick and fast, obviously, every week. Not in the case of uh, Sale Sharks. They've been handed a rest week, which they must be well happy about. Yeah, I think Because with, with that and the European Challenge Cup, they've basically got like a three-week winter break. Yeah. They're sending all their guys off on holiday. Steve Diamond banned Christmas and New Year. I heard that. Had them in training and stuff and then just said, you've got a whole week off, like, starting now. Yeah, use it. Go and get some sun and relax for yeah, a week. Yeah, exactly, which is brilliant. Um, That's a tremendous idea. Bath obviously got Toulon in the European <laughs> Ch- European Champions Cup. Yeah, no, no rest want. for the wicked. Um, 
just on the Premiership, uh, the Bath Sale was supposed to be the only Friday night game. Have we got a replacement game? Or no. So what? It's no Friday night game? So, Jay, you can watch Osprey's Leinster. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's not a bad way to start. Yeah. The, that's the, that'd the be quite, that'd be yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can watch that. Better than Edinburgh Treviso. Mm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> great. That's why, why Osprey's Leinster means nothing, because the points are against that game. It's the same league. So, we have got on Saturday, 9th of January, Exeter v Gloucester. Not as one way, one side as I originally thought it would be last week. If uh, that I think it will be. Do you think Gloucester yeah. are very good attacking, not as good defending? I mean, they, they've shipped uh, 50 odd points mm. in the last two weeks. You've also forgotten it's their year. I think it was postponed that for oh, is it year. next year. Next year. Next year. <laughs> I think next it was uncharacteristically poor attack from Exeter, and they will be, they will be knowing that they've got to have a response. And it's at Sunday Park. Yes, I think it'll be Exeter. I don't think it, it'll be easy. Exeter again. If Gloucester get a bonus point, it's a good result for them. Yeah. Uh, this next matchup is fascinating. Quinns Saracens. Well, now we'll find out what Quinns are really made really made of at the stoop. That's stupid. Doesn't matter where it is. I'm, I'm giving this one to the Borg. I can't see any other result. I think, I think there'll be more penalty tries and uh, yeah. Oh, that push, push scrum, over tries. I tell you what, that Quinn scrum is going to get tortured. Yeah. The, the Saracen scrum is so good that uh, Petrus Duplessis, friend of the podcast, is actually there was a, an article in the Guardian today saying. Uh, could he be the short-term <laughs> solution to England <laughs> to England's tight head problem? This is what it is. C- could he? Uh, he's 34. He's well. His very form. His form is on form. He's and arguably the best. This is unbelievable. In the former, right? So he's he's. Well, he's he went well. from being Phil's teammate. Oh, he, and, was, um, he was Liverpool St Helens before. Liverpool like, St Helens, twenty-one-year-old. Liverpool St Helens. Then Phil's teammate at Sedley Park, where he was quite overweight. Went yeah. to went to went to Rotherham Still where strong. he was a, very strong, yeah. Where he was a big, big unit, just a scrummager. Went to Nottingham where he was a teammate with my brother, and I met him a couple of times there. And the there's a there's a fitness guy at Nottingham. I don't know if he's still there. I think he went to France called Joe Brun, who Petrus you went to Toulon or something. I think to might want to Toulon, but um, J- um, but Petrus Duplessis puts a lot of the uh, gives a lot of the credit for his turnaround in his career to this one guy at Nottingham who basically followed him around like they used to do with Trevor Lee Otter at Wasps <laughs> <laughs> and made sure he ate the right stuff and trained the right way and he's just become an athlete and yeah. has got better and better I remember seeing pictures of him in his first just after his pre-season at uh, Nottingham and he'd gone from being like a bad close to 20 stone to being a very very good 18 and a half stone and looking lean and athletic because he always had a bit of a turn of pace he, he doesn't anymore but he was always he kind of had the potential yeah. but just never so quite no, it's a good story I like it oh, it's a great story it's a story. real underdog story I like it uh, the Borg I can't see any I can't see past Saris well, yeah, I just want to see how good Quinns actually are and this, yeah. will, this will let us know we'll learn a lot about Quinns attack and Saracens defence in this yeah. game so be good. That's, that's, well that, that's a bit of a Londonish type derby as this is an East Midlands derby very much so yeah. Leicester Northampton yeah. Br- it's going to be brutal. It, the, the the Welford Road crowd are going to be right up for this one, as will both sides. I'll tell you what yeah. I also like about this. Both sides had results last week, which will make this even tastier. So you've got a bad team in Northampton, a, good, a bad run of form. Yeah. And they get that result against Exeter. Now they're going to think that they can win. 
you've got the Tigers who had a good run of form there, a terrible result, and now they want to really get back on track. It's going to be brilliant. I do think Tigers actually rested a few players for that. I think so. For that do, game. do you think? Yeah, well, they did. very much so. They did. I don't believe that Tigers rest players. Faka Balmain instead of Young's Cole. I'm sorry. Come I, on. I, I think they they might Come squad on. rotate, but I don't think a, a club like Tigers. And they had Don Barrow instead of some of their second row options I, as well. Honestly, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Leicester Tigers do that. I think any team that they put out, they expect to win. I'm not so sure. I, I'm I'm going to give this one to Leicester by a smidge. Leicester at home, yeah, to recover, to play more like the way they've been playing this season. Yeah, yeah I'll go with that as well. Uh, on to Sunday, uh, Irish Newcastle. This is fascinating. Could it be Andy Goods? Andy Goods thought he was going to be playing at the Medeski Stadium this season. Didn't maybe <laughs> bank on the fact his debut might be against Irish, not for Irish. Yeah. Um, That's an a, a, a interesting little side story, that one. I have no idea. It is. I don't expect Goode to be in... Because presumably, knowing what Andy Goode trains when he is a professional rugby player, uh, how he trains when he's a professional rugby player, I don't expect he will have been doing an awful lot in his f- first three months have not told, as a professional rugby player. I told you about my theory about why Andy Goode's back. It's just come back to me. It'll be very, very quick. Since he had his hair transplant, and he's been looking at the mirror, mirror and he likes the man that he sees back, and he goes, yeah, the face is good. The hair's good. Now let's sort out this. And then he's been working out, he's been get, going to the gym, lose, losing a bit of weight, and now he realises that, that he can come back. No. It's all about the hair transplant. It's like the, no, refer- it's like the, reverse, all- the reverse Samson. You know, Samson got rid of his hair and lost his powers. Andy Goode's got more hair, got more powers. Yeah, and do you know what? It's going to ruin his game now, because you're going to think he's fit and athletic and he's going to get into all sorts of trouble. No, I think, I think this is exactly the opposite. Well, you're almost, you're almost right, but he started going to the gym... And he just couldn't shift that way because he likes his coronas too much. So he thought, well, lip- liposuction is quite expensive. Maybe I can milk a four-month contract out of someone. To Which pay is for, the, pay opposite, for my the opposite to being expensive. I would love to know how much Newcastle well, are. Why don't you are, guess, Tim? Why don't you share the guess which you guessed, guessed, guessed with us? It was only a guess. Well, uh, my guess that it would be... Um, I don't know. If, if I was Newcastle... And I okay, was, high, high, higher or lower? Uh, so it's four months in a month what was he going to make let's just say 20 grand a month so I, I guess I mean, if I was guessing I'd say Newcastle is spending more than 20 grand a month on Andy Good. but would you say more or less than say 60 grand a month probably somewhere like, let's, let's halve the difference let's say 40 for example 40 let's say for example that's interesting like, you say 40 because like, that's not halving the difference is it that's that between 20, 20 and, 60. and 60 yeah it is whatever financial advisor well done Jamie <laughs> damn for, you let's say for argument's sake they're spending 40 grand a year Just pl- a figure we're just plucking completely out of the air yeah I mean 40, that's 40 grand a month a 40 grand a month um, for Andy Good. we're a figure we're completely plucking out of the air with absolutely no uh, inside knowledge whatsoever no no no, 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 no. On, on whether 40,000 pounds a month is what Newcastle Lepay and Andy Goode um, so not knowing whether or not it's £40,000 a month but that would that pay for some serious liposuction yeah. oh it's more hair and more hair no, I, I, even more hair I, I, think he's, I think he's done the hair he's done the face and now he's shifting the timber and I was thinking right I'm back modelling contract I'm back yeah um, so who's winning this game anyway uh, Irish <laughs> Irish are winning this game Irish at home if you say Irish I'll go with Irish and then Bath Toulon now, did, uh, did you watch the Toulon game this weekend no tell us Phil um, did I watch it? Uh, no, we watched the first Stad, half yeah. of Stad Toulouse. Uh, I did watch the Toulon game. Toulon, again, thoroughly uninspiring. Uh, James O'Connor scored two tries, or finished off two quite nice tries, but they just 
looked like they were going for power, 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 power. They're using uh, Marnonu just as a battering ram, not much else. So it doesn't feel like they're getting the most out of their players. Quade Cooper uh, got a yellow card for a very stupid... He was at the bottom of the rook. The nine picks the ball up and lying on the floor just taps the ball out of the nine's hand. Yellow card, Quade. I found out this week that Quade Cooper had the worst disciplinary record international rugby last year. That's shocking. He he played five matches. To go along with the worst attitude. Yeah. Five, <laughs> five matches, three yellow cards. That's a man that I two want in those, my team. Two of those matches were off the bench. Oh. That is an appalling, an absolutely appalling disciplinary record. What's wrong with this kid? He's so talented. What is wrong with him? <sighs> I, th- I think we missed a boat on Quaid. Uh, uh, yes. t- t- so, Talon will win, though. They have to, because this is still, Tal- a, still a tight pull. They'll win. Yes. They'll try, they'll try and put their for, qualification to bed. At home for Talon. Bath's qualification isn't... Uh, it's not over yet at all. No, and it's, Bath win, it's very much up. It, I don't expect Bath to go to Talon to win. Nope. Mm. Uh, right, and then back in the Premiership, the final game of the weekend, Wasps-Worcester. Midlands derby. <laughs> this, is, um, this is a derby, match, yeah. I guess yeah. it is. Uh, wasps. 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 Yeah, they've got to. Um, and then rattling through the Pro 12 fixtures, JB's going to be watching the game on Friday night. Ospreys Leinster. Yeah, uh, I think. Os- uh, Ospreys. Dan Big can beat anyone, anytime, anywhere, any place. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, Edinburgh will beat Benetton Treviso. Who um, are yet to win a game? And then we don't have any games on Saturday, just game on Sunday, which is Scarlet's Connor. Is that right? Oh, that's interesting. Zebra Glasgow and Blues Munster both postponed. I don't know whether that's oh, just... Oh, because a... some will be replaying the European Champions Cup, won't they? Yeah. Like, Ul- yeah. Ulster are playing Oyana. Yeah. Uh, on the, now Oyana a few years Sunday. ago beat some of the best teams in the <laughs> in the pro 14, uh, top fourteen. I don't know if you know that, but I think they're, they're that was very... that was that was when that was back in the days when Dean Ryan was trying to take the positives out of the situation and Worcester beat Oyana in the Champions in the Challenge Cup. Yes, and they were doing terribly in the Premiership, uh, but Oyana had snuck a surprise win against, against home to Toulon. Toulon. Yeah. So Dean Ryan said it's not all bad um, because we just beat a team who beat. A team. A team. Uh, <laughs> who, won. who beat one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah that was the year when uh, Worcester were Champions of France, effectively. Proverbial clutch Yeah, Champions Heineken Cup winners that year. Yeah, if you, if you do it by WWE rules, where the belt goes with the winner. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. There is... There's an international uh, rugby... Belt. Um, cup that is whoever the winner is. So, if... If, for example, if New Zealand get beat by Australia, Australia then lose to Argentina. Uh, Argentina lose to Ireland. So New Zealand might not see it again for like, a long like time. A, like a sort of a tennis or squash ladder type system. Yeah. Not quite. Well, kind of. Because it's, it's not the top. You don't get... Oh, yeah. You, you, you can't leapfrog too yeah. many places up. Yeah. It's just you hold it until so, you're beaten. Tell you it's, like, no, it's like a boxing belt. I tell you what yeah. would be wonderful. If South Africa were the holders, when Japan beat them, which means... Oh, Scotland would have it now. No, Australia would have it, which means New Zealand would have it. Oh, <laughs> goddamn! See, if it's a, it, it all comes back to New Zealand, particularly in a World Cup year, it frequently works its way <laughs> See, back to. Uh, New the only thing it could be Japan, 
and then they in were fact, out. it would have you, to work its way back to the no World Cup winners in the World so, Cup year, wouldn't it? By definition. Not, no, 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 because no, unless Moldova had beaten someone and they weren't involved in the World Cup, it would always yeah. someone would always but have beaten Japan someone. Japan won it until on their last one game. Winner. Yeah, so Japan could not. They could win their I'll last, win their last group, group, group game, but not qualify. And then you'd never yeah. see it again because it'd be in Japan. You wouldn't see it for years until maybe the next Pacific Nations Cup. Yeah, so it'd pass around Canada, then USA would have a stint. Yeah, I'm just looking it up now. Hmm. But who decides who started with it? Is it the first international? I don't game think ever we played? need to. I don't think we need to worry about that. Have they tracked it from the very first international game ever played through? The, so it uh, might well have been. I can't want to say that. You would have to if you were going to get a yeah. fair result. Uh, just while we're waiting, just while you're working that out, I'll quickly say that there is European Champions uh, Rugby on uh, Friday night. There is also Bordeaux Bagel v Clermont, which is an interesting little matchup. Um, Hypothetical. Oh, sorry, we've got it. Rayborn Shield. Rayburn Shield uh, Racing 92 playing Glasgow Racing will win that Stade Francais playing Munster Stade will win that Powell play Caster Cast uh, uh, Cast will win that one There you go Done those little games for you oh, Cheers Tim no Powell, Powell looked alright against Toulon Yeah they did Comrade Smith scored a very nice try Dummy in two of his former All Black teammates uh, so th- On Sunday Oyana play Ulster And Pride Ulsterman Will come back with a win And Toulon will be back As we talked about Yes uh, Ulster uh, Scarlet's play Connor as well. Are we talk- Did we say that one? Anyway, uh, Scarlet's to win at home. Yeah. Ray- Rayborn Shield. Rayborn Shield. Uh, current holders Australia. But then that it must be, be New Zealand. Yeah, it must be New Zealand. Why don't you try the RaybornShield.com? Because this is Wikipedia we're looking at at the moment. So so that must be. They're a game behind. That must be. What is it? Just tell us where it is. Well, if if uh, current Aust- holders New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Current holders, New Zealand. Oh, um, God sakes. Just here we go. In the 1990 World Cup, the sequence of Rayburn Shield holders was Wales, Samoa, Scotland, New Zealand, France, Australia. However, after the World Cup, the Rayburn Shield was quickly challenged. Australia defended it four times before yielding to New Zealand. New Zealand defended it twice before yielding it to England, who defended it ten times before yielding it to Ireland. Wow. wow. I love it. I love this idea. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It describes it as being similar to a boxing world world title. I think we should do. Although one. you don't, you don't earn the right. You just have the fixtures laid out yeah. before you, so you don't earn the right for the title shot. Do you know what I just realised? I was going to say we should do one for for the, for the Premiership with last year's with last year's winners of the Premiership. <laughs> Saracens there. defended it for twenty two. But unfortunately, it still be Saracens, so that's, <laughs> it's not really that exciting, is it? Well, let's just let, let's. We need a name for the shield that we're going to invent. For the Premiership current holders and Saracens are the current holders. Current holders, current holders, Saracens. We need a name for the shield. We we could get we could name it in honour of Saracens currently being the originators and call it the the Borg Trophy. The Borg the, the Borg Cube. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, we must be able to come up with something yeah. more inventive than that. Someone will be able to come up with a much better. There we go. That. Next week's podcast, we're going to christen the hypothetical trophy that we're going to give to whoever. Is currently winning that well you, you you understand how it works so at rugby podcast tweet us um enjoy the rugby and mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tools. Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Give us your thoughts and on anything you've heard at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. We'll catch you next time. Nice one, JB. Thank you, Tim. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim.